You are a Locked On Falcons postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. Welcome back to another Locked On Falcons, Locked On Sports Atlanta postcast with myself, your very humble host, Aaron Freeman of Locked On Falcons, joined as always by Jarvis Davis of Locked On Sports Atlanta live at uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium immediately after the Falcons 24-10 win over the Carolina Panthers in week one, Jarvis. As I've been saying all summer long, Jarvis, it ain't how you start, it's how you finish. Falcons did not get off to the greatest start today, uh, but finished strong with a fourth quarter. Got a lot of positive plays on both their offense and defense late in the game. Uh, And talking about positive plays, we got to talk about your boy, Jarvis. None other than Jesse Bates getting the hat trick with turnovers in this game. Two picks of Bryce Young that the Falcons were able to score off of three all three of those turnovers and put points on the board. I don't know if the Falcons win this game without Jesse Bates taking the ball away uh, throughout this game. Absolutely, man. Because when you think about, like, the awful player that he once was, like, and, and he actually stole that today. And that was one of the things I guess said coming into this. We talked about it. I was like, yeah, I want to eat cold because I want to see who be the awful player that he was signed to be. Like, you pay $16 million a year. That's what you're paying for. You're paying for game-changing, game-breaking type plays. And, and Lord knows, like, the Falcons defense needed those plays because I don't know about you, Aaron, but at some point during this game, there were some lows, and I started to feel like, hey, this looks like the same defense that we did last year. Because Bryce Young got started to get comfortable. You started seeing him starting to make throws and, and throw the ball down the field. And he just had all day to sit there back there and to pick his defense apart. So, I think that when you get talk about timely turnovers and getting more turnovers, that makes the difference. Because even if you are having gotten your pass rush like you needed to be, I think that for Jesse Bates to do what he did today, like you said, the Falcons don't win this game unless three years on the field. Yeah, absolutely. So we will be sending some uh, hot sauce for Jarvis to eat that crow with. Yes, uh, absolutely. We'll also be sending him a, a Bijan mustard, right? You know, that because <laughs> Mr. Robinson – as they call him, uh, Mr. Walk on Water, had a very impressive day alongside Tyler Algier. If you thought Bijan was going to get all the touches, no, no. Algier looked really good to start this game, and then you saw a, a number of big plays from Bijan Robinson, both as a runner and a receiver. So it was really, you know, as we talked about, the, the passing game really was not clicking really at all. It was really the ground game and those turnovers from Jesse Bates and the defense that really made the difference in this outcome. What were your thoughts on the two running backs with Bijan and Algier? Uh, I said, I said, time and time again coming to the season, I was just like, man, people need to understand Mr. Walk on Water, turn the water to wine on Sunday. We got a chance to get a taste of that blue magic. I get it. I understand. But Tyler Algier is a good running back. Arthur Smith wasn't going to forget the guy that kind of got him to this spot, right? To be able to say, hey, you can get an embarrassment of riches at the running back position by adding a guy as dynamic as he's on Robinson. That's that's okay. Like, he had to start somewhere. The start was Tyler Algier. So, for him to do what he did today, I'm not surprised at all. Like, a lot of times, I was talking to some people up here in the press box and just saying, like, hey, that was a B.J. Robinson type run. Like, yeah. Uh, that run for the, for the um, they got into the end zone where he bounced it outside. Yeah, that was a Tyler Algier type run. The dudes are battering around. It's hard to bring down. And if you give him just a slither of, of space, 
He's going to get up in there, man. He has a nice burst as well. So, yeah, to see those guys working like they did. Now, you mentioned the passing game. That is a concern. Like, it, it, it took some time for them to get right, and I'm I'm really glad that um, Jason Riddle was able to connect with Kyle Pitts because that's something that we were, I know, coming into the season, to meet you and I talked about it. I know you talked about it as well. Like, that connection between 9 and 8, like, that has to continue to, you know, develop. And it is almost as if the first half was all kind of reminds you of preseason, didn't it? Uh, and, <laughs> I, I I wondered when you would bring that up, Jarvis. Yeah, it, it you know if if you were pushing the they needed more reps in the preseason, then you know you can you can sing high on the mountain today because they did. I got the crow, like, but yeah, you know yeah, I'm gonna drink my juice too. I'm yeah. gonna drink my juice too. I'm gonna drink my juice too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jarvis, I don't know how you felt about watching the game, but. It felt like after the first two series where the Falcons, I think, kind of went three or they didn't go three and out in the second series because Algier was cooking. Um, but yeah. the passing game did nothing on the on the first couple of drop packs. And it basically <laughs> looked like rewinding the clock to back what we talked about all on these postcasts last year, where it was basically with Mariota. It was like, we ain't throwing the football no more. And yeah. Smith, yeah. basically until the maybe the very end of the third quarter was basically like, I am not putting Desmond Ritter in any position nope. where he has to go out there on a third and long and make a throw. We're just going to run the football. We're going to play the field position game. Shout out to Bradley Pinion because you were out there balling today, uh, helping us with the you guys together. Yeah. <laughs> you scared me for a little bit though. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and it, it didn't, but we did see Desmond Ritter make the one throw that he needed to make in this game to yeah. that outpits that 35 yard uh, strike where it wasn't even a perfect ball, but Pitts played it perfectly. Made a game a chance to catch the ball, right? Yes. That's all you need. And so, you know, look, you know, we, we, we ain't going to get too upset about un, not perfectly placed deep passes to Kyle Pitts. He's got to be within like four <laughs> feet of Kyle Pitts. Like, we'll take that. That's a big improvement from where It's a range. Catch yeah. That's all we're asking. Just, that's it right there. You know, like some, a certain other person was overthrown by like 10 feet. It's like, okay, you can get it in the under five. Kyle Pace can go get the football. And, and Kyle <laughs> yeah. Pace went and, and, and got the football, and that set up that second touchdown for uh, Tyler Algier. So, you know, it was a rough start for Ritter. We'll see if they can, you know, get off to a better start next week against the Packers. But, um, yeah, you know, this was not the imp- – if you were expecting Ritter to come out – and be impressive and, and look sharp and look like a guy that had started 50 games as opposed to five games. That was not the case on Sunday. Still a work in progress. Drake London held without a single catch in this game, had a drop, uh, had a couple of penalties. So it was not a great day for the Falcons receivers, but Pitts came up big. Ritter came up big late in the game to sort of put this game away with that big play late in, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, man. I, I Coming into this game, I, I talked about how Ritter's going to start slow. Like, it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be a progression for him right? because it's going to take some time for him to kind of get in the groove and, and man, the right tackle, he didn't help at all. That, 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 and, and he, and, and Jake even got a little taste too of Mr. Burns, the grumpy old, the grumpy man from the Simpsons. Like, he, he got a taste of that. He got all of that. Yes, and Mr. Brown too. Mr. Brown was yeah. was was moving moving some guys around too. So yeah, 
I can't. I don't want to make a. a, a, a I want to be quick. So quick to jump, jump the judgment on seventy six, but like it's you don't can hide them so much. And if you're talking about progression, throwing the ball down the field, yeah. If you if you were having success running the football, yeah, you're gonna give a little leeway, right, with the play action. You're gonna get a little bit more extra time, maybe a second or so, a half a second or so, but. Like, that dude has to play better than that. Like, he has to play better than that. And I'm at the point now where, is this all we're going to see? Like, more than likely, this is kind of it. But there's going to be some fine tunes here. But I don't think, I don't see Arthur Smith, like, basically catering his offense and always having tight end on his side and running back over there to go chip and stuff like that. I don't see Arthur Smith doing this. So, 76 is going to have to get it together because you, you can't have your second-year quarterback under siege like that because zero was just there consistently. He was like, you ain't going to pay me money? Yeah, 30, yeah. Yes. I, I, need, I need 30. That's <laughs> it. Nothing less. He paid and, uh, $30 million worth today. Like he yeah. got, they, got that, they got the butter from the duck today. Yeah. I, think, I think, and it's not going to get any easier for McGarry because he got Rashawn Gary coming next week. You got Aiden Hutchinson yeah. the week after that. Um, you know, we'll see Josh Allen. <laughs> so, you know, then, you know, Washington, Daniel Hunter, some of these other guys that we got early in the season. So he's going to have to step it up because I remember that week 18 game against Tampa Bay. He did not look good going up against Tr- Joe Tryon last week. And, you know, we, we all sat here and marveled about, hey, we got him on a bargain. But it was, right now it looked like. Overpaid. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> overpaid. He's trying to find a receipt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's trying to find a receipt right now. <laughs> yeah. So, Jarvis, any anybody else that you want to uh, give another shout out to uh, before we wrap up today's postcast? Ryan Nielsen, uh, because rushing straight up wasn't working um, in that fourth quarter. Those guys were running stunts. He started some pressure. Like we even think the first sack of the season came from Troy Anderson. Who called that one? Not me. <laughs> so, so yeah, to see Lorenzo Carter, you know, getting those guys, getting in there. Dave Onyemata got a sack taken away from him. That's unfortunate. But, you know, like I said, they were stunt. They were they were moving. They was making those offensive linemen think, like, okay, he's not just going to try to run into me and bull rush me. Like, they, they had the offensive line on their toes in that fourth quarter, and I absolutely love that adjustment because, like I said, you just can't continue to do the same thing over and over again expecting a different result. Ryan Nissen said, you know what? And, 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 and to be honest with you, Aaron, Ryan Nissen is a character, man. Like, this dude is up here stretching before the game on the field like he's a player. Just getting it all in, getting the hammies all loose and everything. So, yeah, man, I, um, shout out to uh, Ryan Nissen for, for uh, getting it done, making the necessary adjustments, and, and put some heat on that rookie quarterback. Like, because once they got started putting that heat on, the offense – it was nothing. They could all Carolina couldn't do anything. And they look like a whole totally different offense from what they did when they were asking to start when they were moving the ball throughout the game. Yeah, yeah. Cause uh the run game what the run defense wasn't looking great. They gave up 154 yards on the ground and it it, it felt like once they got that late lead late in the game where they could pin their ears back and he could just yeah. dial up more exotic blitzes and whatnot, they were able to start getting a lot more pressure to sort of finish the game and you know, as I say, it's not how you start; it's how you finish. They they finish strong, so hopefully they will start a little bit better next week when they uh, face the Green Bay Packers at home once more. Um, and 
we will, of course, be breaking it down all week long, that matchup, as well as giving you further insight into this week one game of the Atlanta Falcons in this week one win. Finally, you know, five years in the making, coming away from week one with a much needed win, even if it wasn't the prettiest win, we'll, we'll take it, right? We'll, we'll put yeah, that it's up, man. and we will, yeah. we will, you know, give it a peck on the cheek. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Guys. Anyway, <laughs> right? by Wednesday, we'll be really killing them by that time. And yeah, so, hopefully they can just turn around. Like, all right, here's, yeah. where I, here's how I'm going to fix this. Yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> so make sure you continue to check out Locked On Falcons all week long. Check out Locked On Sports Atlanta, uh, all the great shows there, as well as, you know, check out Locked On Bulldogs, Locked On Braves, as well as part of the Locked On Sports Atlanta. And, you know, the Hawks got things coming for us down the pipe as well. So that will be your place for that. Uh, Jarvis, any final words for the listeners? Hey, man. They got it. They want to know. Let's see what they got going on next week. Win is a win.